Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. This podcast is brought to you by the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast Network. And today we are discussing SummerSlam. We're going to review it and talk about our top five SummerSlam matches of all time. Today I have my esteemed guest, Ellis, back in the building. What up? What up, Yeah. yeah. Good, back at it. Back at it. My boy's back, man. Definitely uh, good to have him back. We had a fun time on the last episode we talked about. What was the last one? Did we? Money in the Bank? Yeah, that was Money in the Bank, man. Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a good one. So that was doing a good job helping us with the reviews. So uh, I think we'll have another good one today. Um, yeah, like, well, matches of the week, we'll quickly talk. I only have one, and it was the Gunther-Chad Gable match uh, on Monday Night Raw. I thought that was a really good one. I thought the the like the stipulation of five minutes, you know, Gunther saying he's gonna beat him in five minutes and the five minute clock being up there was really cool. And yeah. it just made it made Chad Gable look dope, which he's all we've all known he's great, but this yeah. kind of you know, for the casual audience kind of got to see it. So uh, I like, are you I like a Gable too. guy? I do like Gable. Yeah. I feel like every month he sound and act more just like Kurt Angle and it's kind of scary. <laughs> right, it's true. That's true. No, it's it's crazy because like it's crazy how him and the Alpha Academy is just everybody getting so over, which is fun to see. And right. uh, and yeah, I'm glad they're finally pulling pulling the trigger on like letting him stay in the Alpha Academy, but like kind of go for a singles belt, which he deserves. And I you like know. that match too because normally when you see those like beat the clock type matches, yeah. it's always against somebody that's like less competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. So that was yeah. just like, okay, this is right. going to be interesting. Exactly. Because it wasn't like Gable was trying to survive. It wasn't like Gable was like at a disadvantage and like running away from Ga- from Gunther to like survive the clock. Like he was doing that at Gunther, you know? Yeah, it was. Um, and so it was, it was a good way to make Gunther, I mean, make Gable look good, make Gunther still look good. And hopefully, like you said, I think you talked about like he's going to go after him officially for the IC title after uh, now that we have SummerSlam over. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, that should be a fun one. But we will now jump into while we're all here. SummerSlam 2023. El, what did you – what are your overall thoughts? We'll break down the card, but what were your overall thoughts? It was a good pay-per-view. Yeah. For, for some reason, a lot of these bills besides that Bloodline one was kind of like kind of rushed or last minute, but I understand, you know, the reason right. why right but a lot of these outcomes besides a few of them we'll talk about later you know it, it was it was a pretty good car though yeah no it was it was i thought it was it was interesting it was it was weird it was more matches that i wasn't as interested as i thought i would be like um whereas with these previous pay-per-views like i'm pretty into it i'm pretty interested in most if not all at least a little bit and this one, it was like, and it may be like you said, due to the build, I wasn't like fully tapped in for some of these. Like some of these yeah. matchups, I was just like, all right, like I'm, I'm it's more about the like for some of these, it was about more about the match than the actual story. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Which is fine for sometimes, but when you have this many, it's kind of weird. So um, okay, we'll hop into the first match. We had Logan Paul versus Ricochet to uh open up. SummerSlam. What did you think about this one? 
this is probably one of my favorite matches of that night. Yeah, yeah. Because it was it was basically just like I'm going out athlete you. No, right. I'm going out athlete you. Yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah. they kept on doing. It was like a whole bunch of counters. It was almost like. Kai, if you ever watch like Ricochet's like old matches like on YouTube, yeah, like, it's just, like like a back and forth, yeah, like with Osprey, Will Osprey, yeah, like with Osprey yeah. and everybody, yeah. I want to. I'm scared to. I was scared to say that because people are gonna say, "Oh, Logan Paul and Osprey." No, we, we're not. We're not yeah, doing that. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. But but it gave you a feeling like okay, Logan could actually go. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. No, it it definitely felt like. And I mean, his match with Seth Rollins was more like a match. I feel like the his the more appearances he's making, the more like wrestling it's becoming. Like mm-hmm. you know, early on it was like let's just show that he can he's competent, right? Yeah. Then the next ones was like, oh okay, this dude's a great athlete. Let's show that off. Or in this one against Seth Rollins, it was, it was he was doing more wrestling moves. In this one, he was doing a lot of wrestling. It was a lot of spots, but we all knew that was going to be the case. And yeah, for the I'm most saying, part, yeah. they pulled them all off. You know what I mean? Even when they maybe didn't land clean like they made up for it it looked still looked good you yeah. know and impressive like that uh buckshot larry uh, on the outside boy that was crazy i didn't know what he was gonna do i was just right. like you're not gonna make that and i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> i was like I was, he's not gonna connect that at all yeah at all like the spanish fly on the outside i was like yo this is crazy they both land did you yeah. think they messed that up at first at first, I did. First, you know, because they didn't land clean. It was more like a, a land, but then it kind of wobbled. But then they, like, both got up and then started punching each other. I was like, oh, that was cool, you know. Then they, like, ran up on each other and did it again. I was like, oh. Oh, that's right. Okay. They did. They did it right back. Yep. That's yeah, because that's why I was like, did they mess that up and just redid that? Yeah. But I was just like, that one was harder than the first one. Yeah, no, it was. The, that last one, I was like, I don't know who felt the brunt of that. I think they mentioned in commentary, too. Like, I don't know who felt the brunt of that. That's been, it looked like they did the Spanish fly, but Ricochet then landed on top of Logan, which usually isn't the case when you do a Spanish fly. You usually land right. Both people land at the same time. But, uh, but yeah, just the risk-taking that was involved in, like, all that spot where, like, Logan does a moonsault on the Ricochet and Ricochet, like, cleanly catches him. Then Logan turns into, a, like, a spin-around DDT. Like, that oh, man, fire. that was good. Yeah, yeah I bro. Didn't he, I didn't think he had an enemy to do that. Okay. Right. Like, those are, like, wrestling moves. Like, yeah, there's spots, but, like, to me, your favorite like, technical wrestlers do that type of stuff, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't take away Logan from that. So, yeah, it was just – it did his job, honestly. Like, it had the crowd going. The crowd was into it. Um and for the most part, it was clean. It made Ricochet look like a star. You know, it, it was good. And then, obviously, he cheated. So, you know, yeah. uh, leans into the heel thing. So, yeah. But I think uh, he had to He had to win that one, though. Oh, he had to. Yeah, he had to. He, he had can. to. He's taking a lot of L's. So he, I, said, he had to get I want him to win clean, though. That's the only thing. That would have made me mad if he exactly. won clean. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah, he definitely needed to lean into the heel gimmick and, and – uh, for those who don't know, Logan Paul got some brass knuckles. You know, he's also known for his right-hand punch, but he got some brass knuckles in there this time. And obviously, oh, uh, Molly whopped, as they say, uh, Ricochet. And uh, it was one, two, three. And, uh, but yeah, did his job. It was fun. It was a fun one. Um, the next one, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I did not take, I'm, I'm going off like my mind, what I think the match order was, but I'm pretty sure the next one was Cody versus Brock, right? Yeah. 
Okay, right. Cody Rose versus Brock um, in the in a singles match, no stipulation, which we'll kind of touch on a little later. But um, this one was this one was fun, man. What do you think about this one? This match between both of them was probably the best one. Because mm-hmm. it seemed it seemed different. This almost mm-hmm. reminded you of old Brock. Yeah, it did. Without it did. doing all the suplexes and F5s and only actually showed emotion. Yeah. During yeah. the match, talking about quit. Yeah. Stop getting in this ring. Just stop. Just quit. Just right. <laughs> Like yeah. man, he's showing, he's actually showing mercy. Like yeah, yeah, that threw me off. I'm like, okay, yeah, you just want that, this kind out, I guess. That that kind of lead led me towards like, oh, okay, Brock Brock might turn like babyface again, like after this or something. Because you know, like like you said, like old Brock, he would suplex you 19 times, wouldn't add, wouldn't say a word, and would just keep pummeling you to the ground and just you know mercifully like. And in this one, like you said, like he, he, for those who know, like the story was like basically Cody had to overcome this beast of Brock. Like anytime Cody made a move, uh, Brock shut it down, whoop his ass, throw him on the outside, try to get a count out. Uh, and you look, you felt bad for Cody because he was getting destroyed. Tell him, give up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bro. Like he F5 through on the outside, F5 through a table. Through a, yeah, like, through a table. Bruh, them them uh, suplexes look rough. He was landing on the high shoulder, and he was just throwing them back too. Like, <laughs> like that was a different thing. Usually, he'll kind of hold you a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. No, he let go every single time. I was like, that yeah. show gonna get jacked up. Facts, bro. <laughs> that his 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 suplexes this time felt like a catapult. Like it was just like yeah, and then just yeah, land. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> Like, this ain't the Olympics. What are you doing? Yeah, bro. One time, he just, like, it wasn't even, like, a wrestling move. It was just, like, you know how you, like, pick up your kids and just throw them in the pool? That's, like, yeah. what he did to Cody. Just pick yeah, them up exactly randomly. Yeah, Yeah. I was just like, God, dog, Cody's not a it, little guy. No, and he's just getting tossed. Getting tossed, bro. And it, it was just – but I thought, like you said, it was a, far, by far the best match of all three. I Now I get why they didn't do a stipulation just because – I think they wanted to tell like a story and they didn't want the, you know, the weapons and all the other stuff to get in the way. Um, There was a story though. They did. And it was very clear. and It was good. You know, it was like, like you mentioned old school, like a lot of people are saying like, it reminded us of like um, John Cena versus Brock where John where Brock, like just like squashed Cena, but they're like, Mm -hmm. this one ended in the right way. And the fact that like, yeah, you got yeah, Cody got squashed, but he's making a comeback. He's actually making a comeback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people are talking about should Cody have been DQ'd with that shit with that uh steel uh steps uh hit. I thought about that. Same. I, I really like, thought huh? about that. I was just like, okay, the ref saw that. Yeah. He just got hit with some steel steps and he meant to do it. Right. So then also yeah. when he did the uh, the turnbuckle. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The ref looked at that and was like, okay. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to take, like, for those who don't know, yeah, Cody picked up the steel steps, hit uh Brock in the head, like clearly, clear as day, no distractions. Ref was looking right at it. 
Nothing said on the outside. Then, yeah, Cody was messing with the little ring rope where he took the pad off of it to where he exposed the metal, exposed the steel, and, like, nothing was said. So, like, that's why people were confused. They were like, was there a stipulation we didn't know about? Or did the ref just go, nah, y'all good. Keep going. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably scared of Brock. Yeah, that's probably it. Probably it, but, <laughs> like... Like it's it's weird though. Like that was that was definitely interesting. But because they um, was teasing it, I was just like, okay, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna, not gonna do this in front of the ref? Then right. he did it. I was like, the ref looked right at him. <laughs> Facts. So Facts. I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why everybody's like, that yeah, probably should have been a DQ, but okay. Um, but yeah, Cody Cody hit him with the uh, I think three uh, what was Cross he close Crossroads, yeah, yeah. Th- that uh, that Cody cutter off the top rope, that was fire, boy. And that he took sick. that like a champ too, bro. Brock he did, did. bro. Brock did a really good. Brock's one of the best sellers of all time, honestly. Nobody um, get that dude any credit, bro. Undertaker's Nobody. best choke slam is to Brock Lesnar. Brock jumps about forty feet in the air and just like land on his. It, it makes it. Yeah, bro. It's yeah. Brock's super underrated, but. Like, to the point, like, Cody wins after three crossroads, and then Brock, like, I guess it wasn't even planned. Like, uh, apparently, like, Brock went off script, which he often does, and, like, shook Cody's hand, rose his hand in the air, basically clearly changing, turning him to babyface, which, again, doesn't sound like that was a plan, but <laughs> I think, right. yeah, Brock is just kind of over the whole babyface run. I mean, uh, heel run. Like it confused me when I watched that part because mm. I was like, wait, I was waiting. I was like, he's gonna have five of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's gonna have five of them. Right. Then he hugged him. I was like, okay, he's gonna suplex him. Is right. he gonna do it? Okay, he's not doing that. <laughs> what is going on? Right. Then he left. And I was like, okay. Cody went up to the turnbuckle, started celebrating. Maybe Brock gonna run in and just <laughs> suplex him or do something. Right. Then the camera, you saw the camera. No, he's walking out. Yeah, so yeah, I'm facts. like, I guess he guess guess this was he's good. I'm like, yeah, it was cool to me. I was like, this is different, right? No, it it, it felt again that whole thing felt old school wrestling, which I appreciated. Like, yeah, you know, Behemoth beats up on the go, uh, David and like tries to, and then David beats Goliath. But in this case, like Goliath was like, oh, okay, you gave him respect. Uh, dap you up, you know, and it and from what I was seeing on Twitter, somebody had a theory and it sounded really cool. It was like basically Brock wanted to prepare Cody for Roman, like he saw that he obviously lost to the bloodline, so it looked like that. Yeah, Brock was doing all that because we never heard what were Brock's actual motivations of going up against Cody were, and so they were like, Brock did this, did this to like make it a trial, basically, basically for Cody to like defeat him and if he defeated him then he is now ready to go against uh roman reigns i was like damn that's tough like that's better writing than wwe's done so far but if that's right. the case that's dope yeah because it, it did seem like okay i'm the i'm the boss before the boss exactly now you can now you can go through exactly like it i've, I've won like against that. this guy a thousand times and if you beat me you'll be all right yeah exactly it did seem like that yeah and I hope that's the case. If not, you know, we'll see. But we don't need to see this anymore. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Definitely needs to <laughs> to move it on. On. Um, I mean, definitely interested in what's next for Cody. Um, they got to make the right decision there. Uh, Hopefully, right. it's not what we keep hearing. 
Which which is what? Uh, Bray. Oh yeah, you're right. Jesus Christ, Bray Bray needs to stop. Bray needs Bray just needs to stop. If he's if if we get Wyatt family Bray, okay. exactly. I'm about to say if it's that one. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Not Funhouse or that yeah. other one. The Fiend. No. I don't want the Fiend no, or even that one. Yeah. I don't Uncle, even know what that was. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Howdy. Howdy one. All them other stupid characters. Hey, if it oh. ain't the Wyatt family, go back home, be with your family, <laughs> enjoy your time off. Yeah, enjoy like, your time off. Right. Whatever is right. going on in you, your personal life. But right. But no, I don't. I just L.A. Knight took off like a rocket as soon as he got as soon as he was done with Bray Wyatt. And there's a reason. Yeah. for that. You know what I mean? Like he just Bray Wyatt just holds everyone back just because they have to react to these silly ass. Oh, like they never get to do a promo with someone. They never actually get to wrestle. He, they just have to deal with this like mystical thing. It's just stupid. It's yeah, dumb. and it's like and that's the issue. Like, how you gonna beat this mystical being? Right, exactly. And it's like, okay, that it just doesn't make for good, good wrestling, good feuds, anything. Like, but there's no memorable um, Bray Wyatt feud like that. Um, and they've tried a bunch of different times. It never hits. And just, never. just yeah, you know. But, um, okay, next we have the Battle Royal. Um, this was fun. I was glad they brought this back. This is yeah. kind of a SummerSlam tradition, the Slim Jim Battle Royal, kind of. Uh, it's been done before. Obviously, they had a really great homage to uh, Macho Man and kind of that old school commercial about Battle Royals. Yeah. Um, but what you what do you think about this Battle Royal? It was pretty fun. It mm-hmm. really was. Because Battle Royals, they seem to be real cheesy and mm-hmm. they're real quick. And it, this one almost gave you like a rump, Royal Rumble vibe. It did. It definitely did. It definitely Especially did. Especially let the last two, you know, yeah. go a little bit before something happens. Yeah. I was glad they got Omos's butt up out of there. Bro, when when they said his name, when MV, when I heard MVP's voice... I almost turned off my television. I was like, hey, this nigga better not walk out here, bro. This old sorry-ass nigga better not walk out here. And he sure he did. I was like, bro, this is, dude is a waste of space. But I get it. He's an attraction. He's not a wrestler. He's an attraction. He will, You won't see him again until Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania and SummerSlam. It's just, he's an attraction. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, for Royal Rumble, he is a good, like, piece to use. Or other guy, you know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. to get eliminate a reason, like some a logical reason to be like, oh, okay, we threw out five different dudes at one, you know, pretty quickly. Oh, okay, it was yeah. almost kind of makes sense, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. Did you think, um, who, who were kind of some standouts for you in it? Uh, Grayson Waller, yeah, was. that little yeah. thing. Hey, him and Miz might need to be a team. Bro, everybody's going crazy about that. That that was kind of fire. Yeah, when but I saw like, that, I was like, okay. Yeah, the t- tag team I never knew I kind of wanted. Yeah, and I was just like, I kind of like that, and I can't stand the Miz, but yeah, I kind of want that. Right, low-key, like, I'm like, okay, uh, that was kind of smooth as hell for the first time. I was, like, like, I was like, okay, like, you might have somebody in your corner, maybe, <laughs> right. if, y'all don't, yeah. if y'all don't turn on each other. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. And I, and I mean, that would be a great view because like you mentioned, like turning like, yeah, let them go together for a while and then eventually have Grayson stay heel 
turn on Miz. Miz can be the babyface every now and again. He did it yeah. against Shane McMahon. He's done it before. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, have that later on. And the Miz is a great, like, hand as far as, like, oh, you're a new guy. Throw you up against the Miz. He'll take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, no, that's a good point, though. Like, that that was a really fun part of the match. What? Who else stood out? Uh, let me try. Well, Sheamus really like was Sheamus, Sheamus was, was, but Sheamus is always great. He is. I, I'm really, bro. The Brunson Reed transition has been so good, bro. He, he just looks. I love the NXT. Yeah. But I was worried. I was like, I don't know how Vince is going to work with him. But they, but obviously Triple H treated him really well, protected him enough, yeah. made him an, a, enough threat. I mean, obviously he had a great showing at Elimination Chamber, and then. Yeah, dude. Like he was, he was eliminating some people. You're like, oh, okay. That that elimination meant something, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gable looked good. I, I was really happy. Tommaso Ciampa got some love, got some love, and got to, you know, eliminate a few people. Um, I know. I think he eliminated um, Shinsuke and a few others. Yeah. He um, did. But I mean, obviously, the standout is LA Knight, right? Like. I swear, if he wasn't gonna win this, bro, they would Detroit would have rioted. Like, oh, <laughs> what Patrick said, like, yeah, they would have rioted. Like, the pop he got with his music hit, the pop he got with any time he was like center stage in the middle of the ring going against against somebody, the pop was crazy. Like, and and they and they always made me nervous. All those near falls and near spots. Yeah, I'm like, they're smart. Y'all better. Y'all better not do this. And I yeah, kept saying, oh, boy. Yeah, it was and a it few was times. Yeah. I was just like, it was coming. I was like, are y'all going? Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. He had to do a few of the, like, classic Shawn Michaels over-the-top rope. The person thinks they eliminated him. They do the Shawn Michaels hold on to the top rope, legs dangling, pull themselves yeah, back. Yeah, legs up. dangle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, really good really good rumble. It felt like actual serious rumble. rumble. Sometimes – these battle royals, even like on some of these like showdown show, like random shows, they don't feel as serious. But in this one, it felt it felt good and it felt obviously needed because they needed to have LA Knight on this card somewhere. Somewhere um, he had to be there somewhere. He had to be. Had to be. Um, he what had is the this leading to? Everybody. I know that's. I'm hoping it leads to a U.S. title shot. I mean, something. I'm, I'm hoping obviously Santos beats Theory. And then, you know, we get that robbery. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's I still kind of weird. I don't know. It's not a smooth thing. We got to get off the of theory, though. Yeah, I got to get off theory. Got to get off theory. That thing is collecting dust with uh, theory. Yeah, when I even when I saw him in that Battle Royal, I was like. Yeah, he didn't stand out. Here? Yeah, he didn't stand out. He didn't look like the champ, you know. Um. So, but I'm glad Santos uh, did eliminate him. Um, yeah. Okay, next one. Kind of, we can keep this one quick. Uh, we had the MMA fight. Um, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. Your thoughts? Man, I'm not going to lie. I went to fix my dinner when this happened. <laughs> I took my iPad, put it on Peacock, <laughs> and just watched as I was fixing my dinner last night. That's hilarious, bro. Yeah, because I was just like, I don't. Yeah, it's. Mm-mm. I don't. Mm-mm. This, like this wasn't. I I'll keep my short, but basically it was 
my thoughts were they made a poor decision in making it an MMA bout. That, like, you barely had attention if it was a regular wrestling match. But then you yeah. made an MMA and you don't do, like, a fight pit, a cage, anything. You just have them fighting in a regular-ass ring. All right, if now they did lost. a fight pit, they would have my attention. Yeah, fight pit. Okay, cool. We we got some. We got something, but just a regular ring. It just didn't. It doesn't cross like MMA and wrestling. You would think they cross over, but they really don't. Like a shoot, like a fight that's choreographed, just don't just don't hit. You know, if they would have actually been hitting. Yeah, that would have got me. I was like, exactly. okay, y'all being for real right now, but you can yeah. tell it wasn't. No, it would. It was just to me that what they should have did was just have a wrestling match, just even extreme rule, whatever you want to do. But just that way, Rhonda can because Rhonda has talent. She's just annoying as hell and has no charisma. So, like, if this is her oh. last match, she could do a bunch of crazy stuff, jump off top ropes to the land on the announce table. She could do tables, whatever. And you could walk away being like, OK, she gave it all. OK, best of luck to you. But this felt like, oh, okay, this wasn't even worth a – this could have been on Raw, you know. Exactly. It probably should have been. Should have been. Yeah. It, and we definitely could have had Trish versus Becky for this uh, in place Did of they this. even announced that? I know Triple H said something like, basically, yeah. how y'all going to get upset if I, nobody ever said that was going to be a match. Which right. is – that's honest. Like, nobody no, said – That's facts. Nobody said that. It's just Nobody put out a – that's facts. He never put out a true like card. This is what's going to be for. He never did that. Apparently, it's going to be a. That's going to be a match in Toronto because that's going to be like her last match in our home, you know, which kind of makes sense. But yeah. also, I get why people are like these two big stars should probably be on SummerSlam. But I, I get both sides of it. Um, yeah. all right. Next one we had Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Um, I'll be honest. This one didn't live up to the hype to me, but I do feel like they probably didn't give them as much time as they've given, you know, Gunther Sheamus, Gunther Drew versus Sheamus. You know what I mean? It just didn't, I feel like they kind of treated this like another normal Gunther opponent rather than, you know, what we thought was like Drew McIntyre, you know? Yeah. Uh, it felt like a norm above average. It felt like a, more important than a regular Raw match, but also, you know, it wasn't as good as their other matches they've had. Yeah, it seemed like they were, like, this is, like, the fifth time they fought each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, okay, y'all going back and forth. Y'all hitting yeah. each other hard. Right. Okay, Drew is, you know, getting at Gunther. Yeah. Okay, y'all slap fest. Okay. Right. The only thing that threw me off is when – uh, Gunther went over the top. Oh, yeah. When he went yeah, to the yeah, top yeah. prop, I was like, what you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that even looked kind of funny to me. I was like, yeah, don't do that no more. <laughs> he usually does that body slam every now. He breaks it out every now and again, but, yeah. you know. Um, he definitely used to do it better in NXT. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's very uh, vanilla version of, of an off-top rope body slam, but um, yeah, I mean, it was cool. You know what I mean? I, I'm, it's funny. Like, I see people on the internet. They're so fickle on the internet. But they be like, Drew deserves better. I'm like, okay. Did you expect this nigga to win? Like, did you expect him to break? Did you expect him to beat Gunther, who's almost like less than a month away from breaking the all-time record? Did you really think that was going to happen? Especially like, when they said it like three or four times. Right. 
on the intro, they literally said it. It's like, why would you have Gunther go all this time and then lose his title days away from the all-time champion, all-time record? Yeah. Stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that um, don't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And yeah, I, it was. I was just annoyed. I, I agree. Drew deserves a lot, but Drew should come. Back. What they should do is have Drew go away for a little bit, and not not super long because he's been gone before for a while. But go away for like a um, couple, like two, three weeks. Come back, heal, and then challenge maybe Seth Rollins for the title or something like that. He needs it. Yeah, he needs to go after Seth. Even yeah, exactly. though, well, at least build up to because he need to win a couple. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he needs to get mad. Like, how did he, how'd he get there? He just lost the good there. Yeah, exactly. He needs to smack a few people across, like, badly. Like, like you know, like he did, like, 2000. What was that, like, 18 when he was, like, going up against Roman and a few other people when he was healed? Came oh, back yeah. the first time. Yeah, that was that was a really cool Drew. I like, I love Babyface Drew. I love Pandemic Drew, but it was just sucked that he had to do it, you know, with no fans. But um, <laughs> I enjoyed his title. You know what Guther did that made what? me smile? Remember when we was talking on when we had the, the last time we did the podcast together? Yeah. When we said about uh Drew McIntyre's special. Oh yeah. When he, and when he always do that count crap and like why nobody like move or do something. Right. Guther did last <laughs> night. He facts. He definitely I, did. <laughs> he <laughs> drop kicked his butt. I was like, thank you. Somebody yes. probably did something about that. Yes, it's funny because I was talking to who else was I talked to you about it? Talked to somebody else about uh about like Shawn Michaels when he used to do like the stomp, the stomp. and you felt the foot on the ground hitting and the crowd going crazy. You're like, you know what's coming next. Like, what do you you know what I mean? Yeah, like and I'm so, getting out this ring. Exactly. Gunther was like three, two. Gunther was like, man, let me roll up out of here. Let me roll <laughs> on to the outside real quick. Uh, let, let me go ahead and just drop kick you before you hit me. Exactly. Yeah, like you're not getting this shit off, no sir. Um, but no, that's a good point though. Like, um, Gunther wins. I'm glad. Glad he wins. I am. Ex- I am excited for him in a potential like long program with Chad Gable. Hopefully, you know that's the case. Um, yeah. Next one might be might be matching or not. We'll see. But Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. What do you think about this one? They was cooking. Yeah, thanks. Boy, it was cooking. I was like, why y'all didn't do this the last thanks. interview? I know. I think they knew that, this was in-game, but it did. We felt cheated until this one. Yeah, because it was like the last time they had a match, it was like slow. Then it yeah. picked up a little bit, then it ended. Right. But this one, it was just like back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And it was just like, okay, this is the match we should have got the last time. Yeah. Yep. This felt like when you see Seth Rollins' name versus Finn Balor, it's like you expect a certain level of quality. And the yeah. ones before was like more story storyline driven with Judgment Day, which kind of cut us, undercut anything we were expecting. Whereas this one was like yeah. they had storyline, but that was kind of the end. They kind of like you said, they let them cook and then brought in the Damian Priest and all that stuff at the end. But yeah. yeah, them boys was cooking. It was so many great spots, so many great like they was just going back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like so yeah. many callbacks to the history of the old matches. I thought that was dope. Um, I like the he jacket did that paint on his. I like that paint he did on his. Uh, yeah. On his shoulder. That was fire. That was fire. Like 
Um, I will say I need I need Finn to go back to I mean no I mean pause, but I need Finn to go back to the tights, bro. This whole like joggers, <laughs> joggers <laughs> shit. This, like, this dude, this dude got some joggers and J's on. Yeah, and I'm he like, got some joggers and like a usher towel in the back. I'm like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, hey man. Up. How to usher slot against everybody. Yeah, I'm like, hey man, like go back to Devlin, go back to Finn tights. It's tights because he used to wear different colors. And I get like you're the like judgment day, so you can't be out here wearing like random ass colors, but like purple, black, whatever, white, whatever. But like, yeah, it just he looked like a big time wrestler when he was in the tights and like the normal, you know, Finn Balor yeah. look. Where now it's like Okay, I can't even take you as a like. You don't look like a champ right now with them damn joggers on and some Jordans. Like you look like a look like, yeah. He looked like he about to go through a midlife crisis, so he had to dress up apart. Yeah, like he looked like a Uso. Like, bruh, like homie, you know, go back to the old school. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I just I think he should do that to take himself to another level. I do kind of low key wanted Finn to win just because I thought it would have been really dope to see just judgment day with all this you know all the collection of everything um, i want him to win too yeah like it's I been love that, the same yeah like that same match years ago mm-hmm. you want it back right exactly, exactly. So that's why i kind of want him to win too i was like yeah and then you know what happened yeah and i, and I wonder if uh, i hope i mean i, I don't know <laughs> They've had so many matches now that I'm like, okay, it's kind of, I'm kind of over it. But I do, I do wonder if they're gonna run it back at payback, or if they're gonna have Damian go against Seth at payback. I don't know, but um, it, it would be interesting if he got another one. Uh, I don't know, Seth. Yeah, because it's, it's oh, it's so many things with that, especially with Damian and Finn, because Michael Cole was talking about did Damian do that on purpose? Right. But it didn't look like he did that no. on purpose, which for the people who don't know what happened is the whole time Damien was trying to get Finn to use a briefcase. Yeah. Finn didn't want to do it. But when Finn actually was ready to do it, Damien got pissed off and put the the briefcase in a part of the ring. So he went around the other ring to distract the ref. So Finn went to go get the briefcase up, couldn't pick it up, then got curved stomped on top of the briefcase and pinned yeah. one, two, three. Yep. Yep. Exactly what happened. And yeah, it's, I'm definitely interested in like how the, I mean, Raw is just going to be interesting as hell. Like how they're going to defend uh, Damian dynamic is going to be very interesting, but I am. Yeah. I wonder how, if they're going to break this whole storyline up and go separate ways, or if they're going to continue it for payback, it sounds like they probably will continue for payback. That's usually what obviously payback is. It's a continuation yeah. of SummerSlam, but uh, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Um, you see his tweet? You see Finn's tweet today? Oh, of his face? Of Damien's face? Of Damien's face? That was that really got me. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, that's why I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm tuning in to Raw. For yeah, sure. I was like, what is this about uh, to be like? Uh, okay, we have the, uh, the next one we have to, for the women's, um, for the, I don't even know if they call it SmackDown Women's Championship anymore. It's more of the, just the women's championship. They call it the yeah the women's WWE championship. Yeah, yeah, this one the, the women's WWE championship in a triple third match. We have Oscar, who's the champion, um, defending against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Um, this was fun. I mean, obviously we know EO got involved, um, but what do you think about like the match before EO got out there? 
I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. The crowd was terrible. Crowd was off, off all but night, but especially the night. match. The match was good. The reason I liked the match is the way they went at each other. Because usually yeah. when you see a triple threat, one gets tossed out the ring almost immediately. Yeah. And it's just yep. a two on two fest every once in a while. Right, right, right. So when you kept seeing them three in the ring going at each other, that's why I was like, okay, that's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't a whole bunch of like one person's out the ring while two people cook. Okay, yeah. now it's your turn. Two people in the ring, this other person's out. So it wasn't right. a whole bunch of that, which yeah. I I liked a lot. Because I'm I tired of seeing that stuff. Like, like if you have a triple threat, they all three got to be going in, uh, at each other. Yeah, I agree. Um, the guy who produced, I always love to look at like who produces matches because that kind of tells me like a little inkling of like what kind of style or even like quality of the match. And TJ mm-hmm. Wilson, who used to be a wrestler in WWE, I forgot yep. his wrestling name, but uh, he produced uh, this match. Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd, that's right. That's right. That's facts. Tyson Kidd, good call. Tyson Kidd, uh, TJ Wilson. He produced another triple threat match. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I don't remember. I think it was a women's match, but it was really good. And, like, people were, like, loved how he does that. Exactly. Like, he incorporates all three. He doesn't just, okay, one person's out. Some, one person, like, is low-key, like, out for way too long on the outside, and the other two just go one-on-one. Yeah. Where he, like, builds off each other. You know, if one person doesn't move, it, they hit the move, then the next person jumps in and hits another. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just looked it looked really cool. Now, I like I said, I I've I've tweeted about it. Like Charlotte and Oscar have terrible chemistry. They for some reason or another, I think it's I mean, I, I know it's uh, like unbelievable to say, but I believe it's more Oscar than Charlotte. Um, but yeah, I just think Bianca did a good job of like filling in the gap there, and. Yeah, she uh, did. And yeah, it just looked really cool. Like they did some really cool spots. Um, yeah, it just all three looked great. Uh, I'm not the biggest Oscar person. I think in this whole feud, she's been the least interesting person of the entire feud. But yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was cool. And then obviously, EO comes out when that EO EO's music hit. I was like, oh snap! Yeah, because when I saw Bianca win, I was like, okay, how are they gonna do this? And what really got me is I think it was either Michael Cole or Corey Graves was like, is this going to be like a um, a fan situation where you got to give it up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said that right before EO came out. That's all I was thinking. I was like, I don't think she's going to have this for long. Yeah. Next thing you know, her music, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, for those folks that don't know, uh, during the regular Triple Dare match, Bianca – did a spot where she kind of got thrown to the outside and acted like, I mean, she, you know, acted like she hurt her knee pretty bad and she had to leave the match for a bit, but then made a comeback, came back, was able to win the match, um, but was still obviously injured. Of course, her being injured, that's usually a call to like, okay, wounded dog. Okay. Now we got to do the cash in. EO came. uh, It was a really good cash in, like comes in smooth. For some reason, Bailey hits. Uh, Charlotte and Oscar with the briefcase. Yeah, because uh, case of no interference. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Uh, I didn't think about that. But then, yeah, EO slides in. It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to, uh, no, hits. I think she hit Bianca, tells him she wants to cash in. 
jumps to the top rope, is like, hurry up, hurry up, announce it, hurry up. And then they finally do, and then she hits with the beautiful uh, Over the Moon song, which I thought it was a cool name. And, uh, and yeah, she wins. So uh, EO is our new women's WWE champion. I thought it was great. I love EO. I've been an EO fan ever since she stepped foot in NXT. Um, to me, she can be the Jeff Hardy of women's wrestling, of WWE, which WWE doesn't have many women of that caliber of talent. Um, no. so I think she got a really good title ring, especially on on SmackDown where all the images is loaded. That women's roster is loaded over there. It is stupid loaded. Yeah, like um, she could go to Charlotte, Bianca, Oscar. The Oscar rivalry could be crazy, right? Right. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely interested in that. But like the crowd <laughs> definitely popped. Or somebody else can come and do something about that too. Oh yeah, we got the news. Who was because uh, I saw that right before SummerSlam came yeah. on, and I was just like, Kyrie Sane, like for real? Yeah, Kyrie Sane. Like, you left. With WWE. Yeah, she did. Who brought you back? Yeah, <laughs> I think Triple H was like, "Hey, I know you left because she left during the pandemic. So she wanted to be with her family back yeah. in Japan, and." Um, she had a cool uh, WWE run. I thought her NXT run obviously was better, but I think yeah. due to, you know, Vince, as we all know, she had a cool little tag team run with Oscar. but Kyrie Zane is legit. And so her coming back will be really fun. That elbow drop is one of the best in the game. And, oh uh, like, she put her whole, whole ass into them, <laughs> them elbows. Yeah. Drops. Like, I feel like, like they'll go right through the earth. Yeah, facts. <laughs> like a video game, bro. But uh, Kyrie Zane is coming back, so yeah, I'd be interested. I wonder if she's gonna come back this week on on um, on SmackDown. I would kind of want to see her. I want to see her on SmackDown just because the whole Oscar. If they had like a triple threat, Oscar, um, Kyrie Zane versus uh, EO, that'd be fire. Oh, but boy. just because they have so much history together, I wonder if we can ever get a heel Kyrie. Ah, uh, that'd be. I wonder. You know, I wonder about that because this whole time she's been. Has been a face. Yeah, she has. She has been a baby face. She definitely has. I think that's like her natural personality, but who knows? She might. I haven't, I didn't, I don't know like her uh, stardom and all that stuff background. Yeah, I don't know her stardom either. Yeah. But that was I cool that Michael Cole up. mentioned stardom for EO, um, like mentioning another promotion. I love when he does that. I wonder uh, if that was like a little hint. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been. That might have been a hint, a little nod. Yeah, because I heard that too. I was just like, hmm, okay, I see what y'all doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. In uh, the next one, obviously our main event, we have the Tribal Combat. Um, we have Roman Reigns defending his championship against Jay Uso. Now this one, my thoughts on the match, it was cool. Wasn't nothing like crazy. You know, Roman's had better defenses before. Yeah. But I, I guess the biggest thing coming out of this is obviously Jimmy being the one to turn on Jay. That obviously caused a lot of mixed reactions. What do you think? It threw me off until yeah. I remember what was said on SmackDown before Money in the Bank, which mm. everybody keeps forgetting. Because people yeah. say, well, nobody, no, that, nobody saw that coming and – you know, it was no build up to that. Yes, it was. Yeah. And people remember it was a SmackDown before um, Jay kicks Roman. Yeah. 
that infamous one, you know, I'm out to. Yeah. Remember that Jay got mad at Jimmy because Jimmy said that Jay wasn't ready. Yeah, that's true. He said he shouldn't be tribal. He shouldn't become the tribal chief after Roman. Yeah, he shouldn't be. And people, yeah. and I remember Jay said to Jimmy, was like, I expect that from Roman. I don't expect that from you. You my right. own brother. Right, right. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep note of that. Yeah, yeah, let's put it on now. Because I mean, that was just random. Really, like, why yeah, bring was, that up? It was, it was random. And Jimmy never gave a real explanation why he had hesitation about uh, Jay becoming the tribal chief. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Yeah, I, and that's kind of what came to my head. I was like, well, they have, they've mentioned it a few times that Jimmy didn't want Jay to become the tribal chief. And that was like yeah. one of the main points. But like, I was like, hmm, I'm thinking maybe this isn't like some people were like, oh, this, this take, this makes the story go backwards because now he's aligned with Roman when he was the first one to defect against Roman. I'm like, I don't necessarily think this is the Jimmy is now with Roman thing. I think Jimmy's on his own. He just didn't want, he didn't want his brother. Yeah, because yeah. that's a little brother. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because so if think, that's the case, he would have stayed. Like, even it, Roman was confused. Yeah, Roman was like, wait, what? Like, hold on. So, yeah, I think it's more of a single rivalry between the brothers, Jimmy and Jay, and still involves the bloodline, but I think it's more focused on just their relationship and, like you said, what they mentioned before. But, yeah, people were mad about it. I'm like, I mean, they kind of Sprinkled this in. There's been break. Sprinkled it in, but yeah. you have to like listen. Yeah, when they do it, because it's yeah. like it's not like out in the obvious, right? When they say it, it's just like I'm gonna put this in here and let y'all think about that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good one. I mean, they they obviously were better matches, but I mean, it did its job. Jay, I thought Roman Roman was clearly the star. I, I like Jay, but like. Again, we've talked about this before. Like, people were really like, Jay should end it. And I was like, no, 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 you don't do that. Like, you don't have, you know, fucking Ric Flair end a legendary, you know, reign to like Juventud Guerrero. You don't have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't, you don't sit there and do that. You don't have somebody, it's like The Rock uh, getting beat by Farouk back in the day. Exactly. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, it makes sense, sort of storyline. But you got to think 10 years, 20 years out. When we look at legendary reigns, we're going to look at who ended it. We're not going to look at, okay, every little detail week to week. We're going to look at, okay, who took that title off him? And if you go, Roman Reigns lost his historic, one of the greatest title reigns of all time to Jey Uso, who from this point, what the what is he going to do with the title? Right, And that's what people don't realize, like, after, if he were to beat him, what's the next storyline for that going to look like? Who's going to take you. that seriously after that? Right. Like, I, I love Jay. I love the Usos, but. Same. Come on. Like, come on now. Like, like if he defends that thing next against, again, Gun, like anybody on that, like, if he goes against Sheamus, I'm being like, well, Sheamus might get this dub tonight. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Like y'all got beat before by some of these folks in tag team action. Sure. So it's just people don't think long term, bro. They they're so momentary. They're so Sammy, you know, Kevin Owens, Finn, all these people. I'm like, what happens next if that happens? Like, what happens yeah. for Sammy if he wins? Nothing. Like yeah. he gets beat, beat in a month and it's over. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's yeah, people just not lack a little bit of wrestling vision. They but, don't um, they'll give him that mankind uh type yeah, run where right. he win it and lose it like the next month. Right, exactly. Like you don't want that. That's not what you want. If you truly like these wrestlers, you don't want them to just get have a moment and then get squashed like Kofi. Like you don't want a Kofi situation. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, just glad they let Kofi have at least about six months. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Like Kofi got I to defend thought, his a little bit. I thought he was gonna lose to uh, Randy Orton back in then. I was like, you yeah, might lose true. this, dude. They I don't want you to have this no more. <laughs> that's true. You had your moment. Um, okay. Um, gave our review. Now we will finish with our top five SummerSlam matches of all time, in our opinion. Our top five SummerSlam matches of all time. Uh, again, you guys know how it goes. Five five four four three three two two one one. Um all right, uh, I'm gonna start out here. My number five. This is a random one, but a gym. In 2017, we got Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And that shit slapped, bro. Mm. Like that is brought by far Braun Strowman's best match of all time. It's like he immediately that was when like Braun was like cooking, you know. Yeah. He was on fire. And then Samoa was cooking at a high level too on the mic and in the ring. And it was just and like they was beating up Brock. They they made like they they beat up Brock. Braun looked like a legitimate threat to Brock. And Samoa obviously looked great. Um, it was just fun to see like four big guys have a great match. You know, usually when they throw four big dudes in a match, you, you taking uh, it's a very high percentage chance it's going to be trash. Yeah. Uh, but I thought just the core, like the the whole like Braun beating up. I think what they did was uh, they ended up going against Braun. Then he made a big comeback at the end. It was just a really great match. It was one of my favorite matches to watch like over and over again. Cause obviously I'm a huge Samoa Joe fan. So, and this is Roman when I wasn't a fan of Roman, but he still was nice. Like I can't even lie. Well, he was yeah. still nice. Um, but yeah, man, that match, just one of the random ones, bro, where I throw on and I just have a good ass time. You gonna, you gonna make me want to watch that one now. Yeah, I remember bro. that match too. I was like, ooh, yeah. I thought, ooh, I forgot about that one. Bro. That one was so much fun, bro. It's just oh. it was a different dynamic. Four guys usually triple threads is interesting, but four it kind of makes it a little easier to make things happen. You know what I mean? Each yeah. person has somebody to go against, and then yeah, Braun is just at the apex of monster status, and so right. the crowd was really rooting for him, rooting for Samoa, uh, and yeah, it was just a really fun, one. really fun. One. Um, what you got? Yo? I got back in 2001 a match between Kurt Angle and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bro, that's on my list. That's on. Wait, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't on my honorable mention on my list. I'm glad you got it on yours. The only reason I put this at five is the way it ended. The, uh, the DQ? Yes. Yeah. Because Kurt Angle was kicking out of everything he was he was (laughs) stutter nope stutter uh uh-uh stutter nope to the point where stone cold got pissed off and started whipping up on everybody near him bro (laughs) to get himself get out bro just like trying to he's like oh no hell no i ain't about i'm about to lose my belt oh hell no i'm whooping all the refs ass everybody yeah i'm like everybody about to get these hands real quick 
Yeah. And that was Hill. That was Hill Stone Cold. Yeah. So even better. And he and he busted the Kurt Angle open too. Bro, so Kurt it's just like eating like a pit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, what else can he do? You still kidding? You're not winning because he's kicking yeah. out of everything. Right. So he's, yeah, that was that's the only reason I put it at five because of the DQ. No, that was, but it that was, was like it was a favorite. reason. It's yes. a reason though, but it was like hangs a DQ. Yeah, bro. It was one of my favorite. I'm not a, I hate DQs, but like that was one that was like, oh, okay. It wasn't just a random guy slides in, helps Stone Cold it causes the DQ. It was like, no, Stone Cold is like in a cowardly way, going, okay, I can't beat this guy. I have to just I we know the I know the rules. I know they're not gonna take the belt from me due to a DQ. I gotta yeah. just get through this match. And he just yeah, they started whooping all their ass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That was that's a really good one, man. That's one of my probably one of the best DQs of all time, honestly. It is, yeah, to me too. Yeah, Kurt was killing as a babyface that time too, killing it. Um, okay, number four for me. This may be on your list. I don't know. This is a popular one. My boy Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, two thousand two. Shawn yep. Michaels with the jeans on, with the Levi's. Yeah, came out there, made his comeback first. Like, I think it was a so-called unsanctioned match. Um, yeah, because that's when Sean, Triple H turned on. Yeah, exactly. And Sean was like, "No, nah, I'm coming back. I got my back issues, but I'm coming back to whoop his ass because he turned." Oh on. yeah, because he because he turned on him. Then he beat him up in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. And nobody exactly. knew who did it until Sean brought up the footage and they zoomed in, and it was Triple H that did it the whole time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, like, yeah, bro, it was just it, it, the build to it. Everybody was nervous. Everybody was like, bro, is Shawn Michaels, can he even wrestle anymore? Like, he'd been gone since, like, 98 or something like that. Yeah, he'd been like, for a hot minute. Hot minute, back issues is not something you play with. Like, ask Tracy McGrady. Ask so many, you know, back people with back issues. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. for him to come back and, like, to cook immediately, that's when I – that's when I was a Shawn Michaels believer. I, before that, I was like, uh, okay, he cool, but like he ain't the goat like all these other people saying. Yeah, his but, second stint. Yeah, his better. second. Yeah, his, his second, second stint got me. Yeah, his second that, yeah. stint got me. Yeah, it got me to be like, okay, this dude is just naturally talented and could take four years off and then walk back in the ring and have a classic. Okay, I got I got to respect you for that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that was a fun. That was a really fun. Yeah, that's my that's my also my four as well. Nice. We yeah. on we on point. We on point. <laughs> we on point too. But yeah, man, my boy Sean didn't even have a ring gear. My man was like, I'm I don't even care about aesthetics. I just want to whip his ass. I'm gonna wear these jeans, these tight jeans, and jump off of everything. <laughs> jump off of everything, bro. Yeah. Bro, I'm gonna jump and, off this ladder and elbow drop triple H yeah. right in right in his chest. Yep. Bro, it like, and I've seen like behind the scenes, Triple H was like, he was like, I wasn't sure he was gonna be able to do half the stuff, but he was just like, the more we got into it, the more he was like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, and he was like, oh shit, like we can keep going then, and so, yeah. um, so yeah, man, that them two, like I always said, Shawn Michaels had one of the him and Triple H had one of the more underrated like punches, like wrestling punches of anybody. You know, some people's punches don't look right. I never noticed how much they punch. Until yeah, that bro. match, when I rewatched that, yeah. I was like, "Dang, Sean, you just keep 
doing that same punch like yeah bro over and over again yeah like, right on the top of his head i'm like right on the top of your I forehead never, bro yeah i was like i never noticed how much he did that yeah bro because i remember what was that group that was like a bunch of cheerleaders it was like years later but remember there was that group that was like oh, bunch... talking about spirit squad spirit squad one time yeah um triple h i think he's getting jumped by them and then uh hbk jump runs in goes up against all of them it's just just dot them on the forehead all of them just yeah, all just, of them uh, 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 uh. and they all <laughs> going down it looked it just looked great and i'm just like yeah that dude got one of the best wrestling bunches out here um okay we both got in the same four i like it um number three we might have both have on the list in 2013 daniel bryan versus john cena um that one okay that one was great and that one really kind of sold me on john cena i wasn't a cena guy but the fact that he was like because they talked about how like back in the day like Bret Hart was coming up. Bret Hart was had all the fans, and Hogan was like, "Nah, I'm not dropping the title to this dude. Like, I'm yeah. no, you know." Whereas Cena was like, oh, "Okay, Daniel Bryan has all this crowd, has all this support, has all this love. I'll drop the title to him." I, apparently, he was hurt too, but or something, but he yeah. dropped the title to him. And Daniel Bryan just was in the apex of the Yes movement. I mean, unfortunately, that same night, Randy Orton came out there, <laughs> cashed in on him. Uh, Triple H uh, turned on him. That's like when the mm-hmm. authority like was born. Yeah. But so it was a it was a great ending. But the match itself was amazing. One of the better Cena matches. Cena got a low key got a few classics. Now yeah. that I had to like roll back and look at him. Like damn, he got more classics than I thought. I want to hate, but you know. Um, but that was like the first time Daniel Bryan broke out the flying knee, which he has one of the best flying knees oh, in, the, in the game. Like yeah, he, he puts everything in, in that thing. So. Yeah, it was just a it's a great moment, man. It's a really good moment. So my third one also has to do with John Cena. Mm-hmm. But it's 2016 with AJ Styles. Ah, I saw that one. That was that was a really good one. That was a really good one. And that's when I was coming back into wrestling when mm-hmm. right before AJ Styles uh came back for those of people who don't know he was in New Japan before he was in yeah. WWE, and at that time I thought AJ Styles was gonna lose that. Yeah, same. Because I was I just thinking like he's not he's not beating Cena. Yeah, I was like even though AJ just came to the mm-hmm. WWE, Cena still in a kind of in a way still super Cena a little bit. Right, right. So yeah. it's just like he ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. But when he actually you know, and that match was pretty good. It was really good, bro. Really, it good. was pretty, yeah. And when he took, you know, when he did that, that forearm and got that one, two, three, yep. I was just like, that shocked me. I was like, he ain't, he ain't about to pin this. Right. And then that was like, okay, yeah, we're giving AJ that love there. Yeah, man, that was a moment. That was definitely a moment. Twenty sixteen is one of the better like wrestling years ever, honestly. Yeah, and that was one of the key moments to it was like again another moment where cena sees a younger guy coming up and or a younger you know newer person to this this main event scene coming up the crowd wants it okay i'll i'll put him over you know what i'm saying and and i gotta respect cena for that and that was a a great moment like aj aj had a solid title run too um due to that so no that was a good choice really good choice um my number two is to me Brock's 
best match to me personally, and that is in 2013, the best in the world versus the beast. I almost put that on here. <laughs> Brock Lesnar oh, versus man. CM Punk, 2013, man. That's my favorite Brock match. Like, and then for those on there, I'm a huge CM Punk person. Uh, I'll admit it. I think just in the ring, dude, is amazing. Obviously on the mic as well, but bro, that was just one of the best. The build was amazing. Um, Heyman had turned on CM Punk and went back to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, it just felt like CM Punk had no chance against Brock because Brock. And that was kind of like Brock at his apex, right? He had just come back from yeah. UFC, was you know, and so. And I don't think he had broke the streak yet, but yeah, man. Dude was cooking. Yeah. Them dudes cooking together. And I feel like Brock has always really liked Cena because their matches have always been really good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I feel like CM Punk does a good job of, like, really going – really, like, going at Brock. Like, he doesn't do the – he doesn't, like – like, he'll use anything. He's basically treats, like, when he goes up against Brock, he treats you like a street fight almost. Like, I have to use everything yeah. at my disposal to beat this dude. And right. so he, he did whatever he needed to do. Uh, one time, Brock took the announce table little, like, you know, the thing they take off the announce table and just throw. He put that on top of CM Punk on the ground and, like, jumped and stumped on him. Looked crazy, bro. Looked hella painful. Um, but, yeah, that was one of my favorite favorite ones right there. The best in the world versus the beast. I definitely had that as, like, an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I was just like, man, should I put that on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, going? so we're number two now. Yeah. So I got Undertaker, Edge, 2008, Hell in a Cell. Hey, that's an honorable mention for me. I need to go back and watch, rewatch that one. I saw that on a lot of lists on YouTube, so I was like, I need to rewatch. I watched that over again. Yeah. They was beating the crap out of each other. Bro, from what I saw, they, they were saying, like, it was so many spots and so many, like, like hurt look like they legit hurt. Like it was some crazy stuff. I was like, it's no way. Like, like real, like, like shoot, like that hurt. And yeah. that, a lot of that stuff had to hurt. Right. Especially when um an Undertaker choke slammed him once, then choke slam mm. again right through the ring. Damn. Oh, that's the one where you like. Supposedly, like, sent him to hell or, like, killed he him or whatever. He sent him to hell and yeah. fire went up. Yeah. So that's why I was like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's why I was like, but just the match, it was just back and forth. Yeah. And that's, like, the only time you get to see somebody win. Like, okay, he definitely won. Yeah. He didn't have to pin him because of that. Right. <laughs> so it nah. was like. Yeah. Late in. Like late two thousands, Taker, bro, that dude was on it. Like that's an underrated period for Taker to me. Like that was like the last time, like you know, oh six to 2010, 11 was the last time like Taker still had it. Like still could go with yeah. anybody. And yeah. uh yeah, man, that I've heard about that match. I need to re- rewatch that one. No, it was um, brutal. Yeah, because Edge and Edge at that time, Edge was obviously the heel, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Edge of the Hills, top tier. Uh, one of the more dislikable people out there. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one for me 
it may not be the greatest SummerSlam match ever. I can admit that. There may be some others out there that are better. But as a kid, this one had me from jump. This is two of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. I never thought I would ever see them in the ring together ever in my life. And then this happened. In 2002, probably the greatest SummerSlam of all time, just like from beginning to end, Booker T versus The Rock. Bro. Oh, I, man, I forgot about that. Bro, the for the uh, WC, basically the WCW World Heavyweight title, Big Goldie. And Big Goldie. Big Goldie. I never thought I'd like Booker T was my guy in WCW. He was my dude. Uh, the bookend. All that, spin of all that, Harlem Heat, all that. I I loved it, and then obviously I love The Rock. But I was like, and you know, when you do like back in the day, we used to do like little fun comparisons. Like, all right, all right, Stone Cold. If, if we did a crossover, it'd be you know Stone Cold versus Goldberg, Taker versus Sting, uh-huh. Booker T versus The Rock. But you know that'll never happen. And then this match actually happened. I was bro, I was done. I was done. You know, back in the day, you know, I probably my mom would let me buy maybe. Maybe two or three pay per views a year, yeah. and this one I was like, "My, you gotta like for the culture, you gotta, you gotta buy this one for me." Had, had black people up in a tizzy, right? They in know, a tizzy, they know who bro. to go for? Who to go for? I was just like, <laughs> oh, I want to go for book, but then the rock, and then I was just like, ah. But man, that one, yeah, man, that was just just for my, you know, whatever twelve year old self. I was just like, bro, this is the biggest match of all time to me. Um, so yeah, the rock versus Booker T loved it Two amazing athletes. I thought it really showed how good book was. Cause he could hang with the best of WWE. I think yeah. that's what, you know, took rocket him. Cause a lot of WCW guys did not translate over really well, but book obviously did. And, uh, I thought that match kind of helped catapult him. So yeah, that's my number one. What about you? Huh? My number one. And this is my opinion. Okay. But I'm probably just like you. It's probably better matches for sure. Yeah. 2000 TLC. Oh, yeah. Edge and Christian, Hardys, and Dudley's. Yes. Game that changed. spot fest yes. original. Yeah. Changed the, changed the sport, honestly. Yes. Yeah. That one right there, it was just, you swear everybody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Like, is, I was thinking, I don't think I was, what, 14 at the time? And I'm like, yeah. ain't no way <laughs> these dudes going to be on Monday Night Raw the next day. Yeah. Facts. Like, dudes disappearing in the, ta- in the three, four tables. Yeah. Wild. Like, Jeff Hardy jumping off of everything. Everything. Bro, I never thought of so. First of all, I didn't know ladder that tall existed. Yeah. And, Definitely didn't think about Jeff, but I wouldn't climb on them in in like work, do work stuff. But then to think somebody would climb to the tip top and jump off or do a front, hell no. So that just, was just crazy. think about those times we worked at finish line and we had to change the light bulbs, bro. Nigga, anytime they asked me to change it, I was like, I was up there sweating <laughs> my balls off, bro, <laughs> and I'm just changing a light bulb. Yeah, this this fool is doing a front flip off of that. Bro, and landing on somebody at a table, and, and, a ta- sit, and that's what I when it first hit me. Yeah, doing that, I was just like, "You telling me this fool jumped off this high ladder like this?" Right. And this is probably not even the highest one they had in, in WWE back then. Right. So it's just like, ain't no way I can do that. 
Absolutely no not, bro. Yeah, bro. That's that's a good one. And that honestly, that probably is the golden age of tag team wrestling, honestly. To the fact that yeah. you had three Hall of Fame tag teams going up against each other in one match, like that don't happen yeah. like that. And nah. and like and like you said, the TLC, just the creation of it changed the sport. It it made it to where like a team can be associated with weapons. Like that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? Um yeah, it was just bro. That man, I forgot. I, I I almost it was in my honorable mentions, but now I'm mad I didn't have it on my list. Because <laughs> like, just thinking like, my I was going crazy when that match was going on. So like, I like to not have it is crazy. Um, but yeah, game changer. Um, honorable mentions for me, I had Ray Mysterio versus Kurt Angle in 02. That was like the opening match of SummerSlams. Like considered one of the greatest, like you know, st- opening matches of all time. That was like Ray. I guess that was Ray's like first pay per view in WWE. Yeah, and, uh, against Kurt Angle and like their they're just their pace was crazy. Um, I had Austin Angle, so I'm glad you had it on yours. I had Benoit versus Jericho in 2000. They did a two out of three falls. I think it was for the IC oh, title. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, that was fun. I had RVD versus Jeff Hardy in 01. I think that was for the was it for the hardcore or for the, for the Intercontinental. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, yeah, on one. I think it was like a ladder match too. It was fun, and then Roman versus Brock last year. Uh, that was you know, nuts. That was nuts, bro. Uh, lift with the tractor and all that. Man, it was. Just, it felt WrestleMania worthy. You know what I mean? It was way better than WrestleMania match. But yeah, that's that's when Triple H was like, "I'm here." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, yeah, now I'm going to know the different level of the product when I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other honorable mentions? I had, uh, I think it was Triple H in the Rock ladder match. Oh, yeah. Was that 98? That was 98. Yeah. Then I think I also had Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels ladder match. Yep. That was fine. Yeah. That was a that was started Five, it all. I think. Yep. 95 started it all. They also had that, that same one. With uh, with Daniel Bryan and uh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was another one. That was a really good one. It was a, it was a few man. SummerSlams obviously had some of the greatest matches of all time on it, and so um, it was a tough, tough top five to put together. Me and L was talking about like the top five was tough to put together. Yeah, because we just had so many options, right? Right. It was it was way too many. Then yeah. you had some ones that I was like, crap, I forgot about that. Man. That four-way, when you said that, I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, man. Um, so many good ones, bro. It's so many good ones out there that I, like, slept on, too. So it's just like, man, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch some of these just because I now I've been reminding of, reminded of them. Um, right. But, yeah, man, L, I appreciate you being on, man. Another good review episode. Yeah, man. Um, definitely have, yeah, no problem at all. We'll definitely have L on again. Um, and you know, we'll talk about what's going on in the latest. Um, and yeah, we're really excited, you know, to see what comes out, what the results are from SummerSlam. Obviously, we'll see this is being recorded on a Sunday, so we won't be able to talk about what happens on upcoming Raw, but we are excited to see, you know, always. The Raw after WrestleMania, Raw after SummerSlam, Raw after, you know, Royal Rumbles are kind of like the popular Raws. Definitely, you know, get to see what's going on moving forward, what the direction will be. So, but L-Man, 
Uh, appreciate you having on again. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you again. All right, man. All right. We out.